All I can promise you is the truth. Welcome to episode 48 of Get Spoiled. My name is Samantha Herman, joined as always by my co-hosts Jeremy Knight and Chris Wilson, and today we'll be spoiling the feature film, Dangerous Lies. I'm sorry. Uh, I've been completely distracted. I we have to talk about something else now. Is it trolls? What? Oh no, it's not trolls. It's more to do with the movie we're doing today. Yes. Um, Sam, do you see who the writer of this movie is? I didn't even look up. Is it someone we know? I know I'm going to be really angry. Well, it's someone you know, I think. Really? Because. Yeah, I always Google the, I always click the director and the writer, right? And uh, I clicked the writer and said David Golden. And then I looked to see what he wrote. And it looks like he's written a lot of Hallmark movies. And in 2019, he wrote a movie called Angel Falls and Novel Holiday. Oh, God. We can't do this movie. (laughs) When I click that, I see that he wrote that movie with you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, This really does mean you can't do this. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, just to clarify that I'm not insane, he wrote Angel Falls 1, and so that was built in that we had to share a story by for two as, like, the creator of it. So we did not actually collaborate together. Have you met him? No. Have you spoken to him on the phone? No. We've never interacted by any form of media. And yet he's your collaborator. Yes. <laughs> um, that was quite something. Uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> sweating <shit>. now. <laughs> I was like going to say something about Michael Jordan, and then I was just like, I'm like, this guy's written so many Hallmark movies. Wait a minute, Angel. <laughs> that is enough to distract you from Scotty Pippen's suits. <laughs> Barely. It's the only thing. I was happy to hear about your um, your uh, like L.A. city street crime reporting early in the call, Sam. Because <laughs> I just finished the I just finished two seasons of Bosch back to back. We went to watch the new season of Bosch and realized we didn't watch the last last season. So then we just watched both seasons of Bosch. So I feel like really on my. Um, well, I mean, their department is Hollywood Homicide, so yeah. you know right I there. feel connected. I feel connected to the streets. Uh, in your in your zone right now, you yeah. Know? Maybe he was on the case. Getting a fucking crawler with uh, Hieronymus Bosch, J. Edgar. Should I watch it? it? It's too much TV. I can't put it on when you need some something on. You know. <laughs> well, you I had really... I had that moment I last night, but I went a different way. So I I watched this movie, Dangerous Lies, and then my brother and I we've been watching a movie every Friday night, and yeah. what we ended up watching last night was David Spade's father of the year but, oh. but which really went down quite smooth uh, yeah like bosh yeah but before that i had 40 minutes to kill and i was like flipping around and i was annoyed and 
because we were meant to start then. And I was like, I never go to cable just to see what the free movies are, just because usually I have something banked on my DVR. But for some reason, I was like in the zone and the on demand, and I ended up putting on Days of Future Past. Oh. And I watched the first 40 minutes, then I stopped it, and we watched Father of the Year. And I was like, you know, instead of watching the finale of Blue Bloods, I think I'm just going to go right back to Days of Future Past. And so I watched I the whole this. thing, and I was afraid that it wasn't going to hold up. Because I don't think I've watched it in full since the first time, and it does. It does. It really it does. does. Yeah, I was also afraid that it wouldn't hold up, and I, I remember re- doing a rewatch, and I was—I ne- had that same fear. But no, the storytelling that never gets old. My God. <laughs> and Fassbender never gets old. Never. Can I? Uh, can we just circle back to Bosch? for one yeah, second please, for just, just for two things one have you noticed how often they say circle back in that show it's insane no someone says it at least once an episode it's fucking crazy i say it i say it, I a, say, lot. I say it a lot yeah but we how much of when you say it is sarcastic half half yeah it's about a half none it's like you're, you're, you're only with you two I say it at work. I say it in a work setting. I say it for yeah. real. I'll be talking and I'll make a point. I'll be like, but I'll circle yeah. back to that and then I'll move on to that. I mean, sure. It's a legitimate thing to say. It's just also uh-huh. a buzzwordy thing to say, but they say it all the time. But that's not really my I real question. Like my main question is, yeah, you do. But, you know, you're the boss, so that's your job. Um, anyway, yes. Get, in, get into it. Get into it. Lean in. <sighs> Cheryl Sandberg, read it. <laughs> Cheryl Sandberg, it. put it back in. <laughs> put it back in. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, it. It gets so much more problematic when you say Cheryl Sandberg beforehand, <laughs> or any woman's name. It shouldn't even remotely not, close to that. But isn't that the sexism right there? It shouldn't. Yeah, it's true. Think Cheryl about Sandberg, it. Put Think it back in. I've never been a big fan, to be perfectly honest, of Pretty Woman. I don't. Yeah, I don't love the dynamic between them. Wow. Wow. And that's all I'm going to say. What about Julia? Uh, Julia, like, transcends whatever the material is. I love her unconditionally. Right. And it's her greatest... Do you think it's her... I think it's her greatest moment. I'm going to say something very bold, but it's not an answer to your question. But if I had to choose a Julia Gear situation, I prefer Runaway no. Bride. No. no. Uh, <laughs> 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 That but, is that is bold, Sam. I like it. You're really you're doing it. But yeah. that's not her greatest work. So you think Pretty Woman is her greatest work compared to a Brockovich, say? I do, and I just watched Brockovich recently, that's right. and uh, I was and I and I loved her performance in it. But um, in terms of a, just a star vehicle, and in terms of just being like, this is all you. Like, Aaron Brockovich is a really good movie made by a really good filmmaker really well written and starring um many other great actors and other actresses could have done well in the part because it's a great part yes pretty woman is about a man who hires a prostitute and force and pays her to pretend to be his girl (laughs) and he's a rich billionaire (laughs) and that's the movie and just the the stones on it alone (laughs) I find staggering and they, and there's every scene. It's just like, she's like Jordan. It's like, okay, turn the camera on, put Richard gear in the corner somewhere and he'll fucking 
smile, I guess, or whatever the fuck he does. And Julie Roberts will absolutely dominate and win everybody over who ever sees this movie. And I just think like, like what, it shouldn't work. That shouldn't work. None of that should work. That's fair. I won't disagree with that. I just, as a romantic, I don't love their, you don't love their, right. Okay. And that's fair too. Like you, it feels for you as a romantic comedy. I guess I don't even see it that way. I almost forget about him. I'm only aware of Julia Roberts in that movie and Costanza. And That's it. Hector Elizondo. Oh, of course. Oh, sorry. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Who doesn't love Elizondo, really? That's the best part. When he teaches her the etiquette, like, that's the part when I get moved. I think about it anytime I'm in a restaurant. You start from the outside <laughs> and work your way in. I do, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's why I know that. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Maybe Melissa, Melissa McCarthy and, and Bridesmaids was a thing. Which, that was by like the a, way... Oh, this person's a movie star. I now. have to make a correction on our show. We said that Marky was our first three-timer, but I believe Melissa had already <sighs> achieved that. That is something that we've discussed in the past, even. We even life, discussed her hat trick, I'm sure. Life of the Party, Puppet Time Murders, Oy. and The Kitchen? Yes. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Shit. Okay, well let's let's. You just to... listed three three <laughs> movies that nobody needs to watch. You're welcome, Sam, world. Except Sam, who needed to watch all three, or we like, can't do this podcast. Like out of all of those, Sam, which one of those is the most essential movie? Life of the Party? No, the, probably the puppets gave me the most joy. <laughs> For real? Yeah. Because it was so raunchy, though, right? Yeah. yeah. We had never seen puppets ejaculate before. <laughs> and for no, that reason, I, I can long. say for sure that I've never seen that. And I've still never seen it, but I've seen it in my mind's eye. <laughs> and I also hadn't, to be clear, seen it in my mind's eye pre that movie. Right. Good. Why okay. would I? Why would we even bring me to that? Yeah. I think you could write a movie like, oh, I don't know. I think it, you want to have a title that's kind of suggests i don't know something you could call it like treacherous secrets you know yeah and it's about like a young hunky guy risky fibs (laughs) (laughs) i think that's a character name maybe in treacherous secrets (laughs) young risky fibs has just graduated university the cool thing about dangerous lies is that there is no danger or lies. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, irony. Now, if you if you'll permit me, isn't the fact that there's no lies a lie? That's deep. That's a meta analysis. And a follow up question: Does this imply any danger? I would say and I so. think the follow-up answer to the follow-up question is not really actually any danger, <laughs> but the lies part. The lies part. Yeah, the so... title lied to you. I mean, that's the most dangerous lie there is. Maybe the I... dangerous part is again how I it makes me uncomfortable how it's how much it sounds like dangerous minds, and all I have in my head is Coolio. <laughs> then you're so gonna, much like, Coolio. What a blessing. <laughs> Remember Dangerous Minds? Should we watch Dangerous Minds and cancel the rest of this podcast? (laughs) Probably. I'm going to put something out there. I've never seen Dangerous Minds. Whoa! Whoa! Whoa. 
Whew, wow, I feel like a load has been lifted How off do you mind. feel about not having seen Dangerous Minds? To be honest with you, fine. I feel totally fine about it. The thing about Dangerous Minds is, well, I have several things to say about it. Number one, I don't remember it all that well in detail. Number two, <laughs> I remember how I felt. <laughs> how did it make you feel? Pretty good. It yeah. felt very of the moment at the time. I felt seen, you know? <laughs> I liked to think about stuff in 1993, and that show felt that movie really fit in with stuff that I like to think about, like Coolio, like Coolio, yeah, Coolio, and you know, power and the money, life, life, money and the power, yeah, yeah, hour after hour, hour after hour, yeah, Coolio. I guess they can't. I guess they won't. I prepared this morning. I feel like I've got a lot of the details down and mm-hmm. none of it makes sense. <laughs> so now, oh, Chris, now, this is going to take three hours, buddy. Now, it's not none of it like, makes sense in the sense that you watched it and it felt like it made sense and then you made notes and it didn't make sense or did it just at never at any point make sense? Well, it, it starts off with kind of a lot of promise. It looks really good. I thought the acting was pretty decent considering it's like a kind of lame thriller, but then it's very slow and there isn't that much mystery and it's pretty straightforward. There aren't really any twists. And then at the conclusion, when finally everything is, all the lies have been exposed, they don't add up. Like the plan that I'm not going to ruin yet didn't need to be the way it was in a way that I can't really answer your questions. That's interesting, and I think your 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 confusion, or at least your um, your hesitation at drawing conclusions around the ending of this, is I don't think you're alone in that because I did just Google to get my links that I wanted to open, and uh, there seems to be a lot of articles that are trying to help clarify what the hell happened at the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, good. Oh, boy. I still yeah. think Sam might be lying right now. I don't know who to trust. Yeah, actually, I don't true. know who to trust. Tension is building in Dangerous Lies, the film, colon, the podcast. Hey, so we, it's uh, David Golden. Unbelievable. Okay, so we start off at a diner in, in the south side of Chicago, uh, late at night, night shift, 24-hour kind of situation and night shift yeah kate camila mendez veronica from riverdale her name is katie she's a waitress and she ends up flirting what are we calling her i'm gonna call her katie all right she starts flirting with the patron at the diner who is studying vaguely business he has business textbooks in front of him oh, yeah. and mm. they have a, a bit of an exchange cut to them making out in her car and in the lot and we realize that they're married and just that like playful flirtation was a bit of role play. Uh-huh. So she had to work the night shift and he came in to uh titillate, but also to study. It's also to study. Yeah, they have a guys, that's our first lie right there. Yeah. No, he's probably I'm here to business. study. He's Can I have a business school coffee? Yeah. Um, you know, if you recall, there are no lies in this film. So <laughs> they have a long convo and he says, Yeah, well, I'm supporting you, or she's supporting him while he finishes school by being a waitress. And then when he's done and he gets whatever corporate job that he envisions, which is very vague of like what exactly in the field he wants to do, then it'll be her turn to go back to school 
and get her master's degree in something. Don't know what her field of interest is. Probably science. <laughs> Probably. Probably. And so, so her 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 man, her boyfriend, her husband, husband Adam. Adam, um, is is Jesse T. Usher. Yes. Is he famous? Oh. Was he in Shaft? I know the name, and isn't wasn't he the main character in Shaft? It wasn't he was young he, Shaft. He's Shaft Jr. He's JJ JJ Shaft. Yeah. Oh wow, friend of the show. Welcome, yep. friend back. of the show. Second <laughs> time returning. Sorry, Jesse T. Usher. We didn't recognize you by name, but we do recognize you by talent. <laughs> and I really enjoyed Sam's version of him in that episode of the podcast when she told me what happened in that movie he was in. Oh, <laughs> you're not alone there, brother. Yeah, you were a fan as well. That's another Jesse thing Jesse I got Jesse. from Bosch is calling everybody brother all yes. the time. Yes. I'm gonna start, by the way, I'm, remind me if I don't call you both brother at all times. Yeah, I welcome it. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, brother. So they go back in through the kitchen and they see that there's a robbery in play in the diner. And a busboy has already been attacked and is laying on the ground. She wants to leave, but Adam, being brave... He takes a frying pan and he like skulks forward, intercedes, and ends up knocking out the assailant. And he's hailed as a hero, and that perpetrator goes to jail. So this guy was just trying to rob the register at the late night diner or whatever. Yeah. Was he armed? Yeah, because he shoots the busboy who dies. Oh wow! Aww. Wow, that's incredibly brave by Jesse T. Usher. I agree. AKA Adam. Yeah, that's true. No lie there. Continue. <laughs> AK, AK JJ Shaft. JJ. <laughs> Cut we to. may call him JJ in this film. Yeah, it's probably happening. Yeah. I we'll see. I I'm, I'm I can't abide by any lies. Ooh. Oh wow. Whoa. Right on the law. I like it. Oh, we Cut might have to. some dangerous truths on our hands here. <laughs> Four months later, Katie is now working as a home care aide for Elliot Gould. He lives, I guess, it's still Chicago, though it does not look like any Chicago that I know. And if you recall, I did live there for many years. Um, yes. But he, it's like kind of like cottagey vibe. It's on a body of water. Uh, huh. It's more rustic. So I guess it's a drive from where she is, but it doesn't seem to be that far. Hmm. Like she still lives in her Southside apartment. She doesn't sleep over. She just goes there every day. Um, but anyhow, he lives in this big rustic waterside mansion by himself and he's 88 years of age and uh, he just needs like a daily, you know, errands person. She distributes his medication, puts it in the little like plastic daily thing. The pill box. The pill, yeah, the pill kit. And she logs his medications in a notebook to keep track. But he's like in relatively decent health, just needs some help around with stuff. Like, he can move around and he's yes got his wits about him and whatnot? Yeah, like, she prepares meals and a, a part of it is companionship, I think. Is he crotchety or gentle Very and gentle. jovial? Very gentle. Seems uh, like they have a nice rapport. His and, name's Leonard, by the way. Yeah. And what is his, um, did he have a profession? Is he a retired professor or something? I can't answer that. Oh, because you, don't want to you can't lie. or you won't. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> no, okay. I, they don't. They don't bother. She mm-hmm. cannot tell a lie. <laughs> and he talks about mm-hmm. how his family is his family home. And like, oh, I remember when my parents planted that tree out there. I love this house. This is my childhood 
home, and I had a landscaper uh, who was doing some yard work, but he just kind of stopped coming one day, so he never finished, and that's why it's kind of, like, unwieldy out there. (laughs) And, yeah, she's like, okay. So, like, the only backstory, and she tells it to Adam slash JJ later, is that he never married, has no siblings, his parents are long dead, and he just lives in that home. That's all we know about hmm. him, and then he's nice. Okay. Okay. Maybe private. Maybe he's secretive. <laughs> Maybe a lot of things that are maybe <laughs> not the case. Yeah, I think Jeremy's trying to read something into this, because right now there does not seem to be much of a story so far. I, know, I was trying to read into everything, and there are so right. many things that appear readable, and then they aren't. That nothing comes to be. So mm. I'm just this, we come across this a lot in the cast, you know, where we try to read something into something that's not actually there. Yep. So yeah. back at home that night with Adam, JJ, things are tense. He's either finished or stopped going to school. Unclear. And like the loans are now coming due and they have other mounting bills. And maybe he has PTSD from the diner. Not addressed. Not really an issue. She resents okay. him for the diner incident for some reason. She's like, imagine how that would have felt, me never being able to talk to you again. I begged you to leave. Like, why did you have to be a hero? And fine, valid, but that doesn't seem to be the thing that's impacting the current situation. That seems to be a separate issue. Like, we have bills. Yeah. Period. Let's deal with that. Yeah. Let's focus on that, Veronica or Katie. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I guess the job market has not been as responsive as he would have hoped. Yeah, he's been interviewing for some corporate job, and he's waiting to hear back. It'll take a couple of weeks. I uh, don't know what the job is, but he's excited. And But it seems like they also aren't being physical with each other. Just things are very tense. They get into a fight over it. She goes back to Elliot Gould's house in the middle of the night. For some reason, she's sitting on the porch. Uh-huh. It's like in the middle of the night. He comes out with uh-huh. a baseball bat. Yeah. And... He's okay. like, oh, it's just you, Katie. I've been hearing noises around. I thought I had a prowler. Oh, but I'm glad it's just you. Are you okay? So she comes in, and she confides about the money problems and her relationship. And he says, why didn't you tell me? I could have helped. We're friends, right? She says, no, I would never ask that of you. That's, like, beyond what this dynamic is. I shouldn't have said anything at all. But, like, I appreciate your kindness. And... Uh, instead of asking him for a money handout, she says, Adam needs a job. Okay, and he says, okay. I've always wanted a family and, like, to grow a family, and it never happened. And this could be my small gesture of, like, doing that for you and your new family, you and your new husband. So Adam comes over. He interviews to be the new landscaper, gets the job. I don't know how he has the skills because he's a corporate student of some kind. Um, yeah, he was in business school. Yeah. Raw talent. <laughs> yeah. He's got raw, he just knows hedges. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes it's just in your blood. Absolutely. As is, is disarming, sure. as is disarming uh, gunman. Yeah, exactly. I'm getting a parasite vibe. Anybody else? Uh, sure. These <laughs> young people, one I... after another, getting hired by this innocent, rich family of one. I'm just happy that Gould is at the center of all of this. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think anything bad is going to happen to him at no. any point. No. So He's a nice old man. 
Yeah, so Adam has a job. They're getting getting along fine. And then one day, Cam Gedande, I've never known how to pronounce his name. Oh, no, because I was hoping we'd get to this. I was actually going to ask you how you pronounce this guy's name. I don't know. Who? Who? Cam (laughs) Gigande? Oh, it's probably Gigande if it's French. Gigande? Ooh, I like that. That rolls much nicer. Gigandet. Cam Gigandet. I think it's Gigandet. Gigandet. It's Cam Gigandet. <laughs> well, in any case, he shows up. He's a realtor. I always like this guy. I don't even think he's a good actor, but I just always liked him. He makes me smile. <laughs> There's something like you. I don't know why, and I can't articulate it because there's nothing particularly good or even that handsome about you. But I was pleased when he showed up. Um, he's a uh, he's in this, he's in this movie that I obviously had to watch for reasons that become clear called Bad Johnson, where he is a, um, a like a callous ladies' man womanizer, and then his penis I've leaves, heard about this his, film. leaves his body and takes human form. <laughs> I, I've heard about this film. What? <laughs> yeah. One day, Cam Jijande wakes up, and he doesn't have a penis. It's just it's just empty down there. And then this guy, uh, he's played by a, a comedian that I think is actually really funny, Nick Thune. This Nick Thune walks in and is like, hey, bro, I'm your penis. I think and I might have seen it. He's another dude, and he's a penis. Uh, I believe oh. Long Story might be the local... European title for it? That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> <Schlong> story. <laughs> oh also, that movie, by the way, also has Jamie Chung in it, who's in this movie. Ooh. They've so worked Jamie together Chung before. Jijon Jean Dett, or old hat. Jijon Dett. Anyway, guys, if you ever have a chance, Bad Johnson, check it out on Tubi. A.K.A. Schlong Story. <laughs> Bad Johnson, colon, Schlong Story. If you're in Europe, look for Schlong Story. Yeah, definitely go around on the street asking people for a schlong story. Well, he's a realtor, and he says, I was driving around with a client of mine. They're looking to make a new family home, and they just really love the look of this. Is there any chance um, we could check it out? And Katie says, it's just Katie at the door. She doesn't even bring Gould into it. She says, "Uh, I'm not the owner, but I can promise you that the owner loves his home. He's not going anywhere. And uh, thanks, but no thanks. And he says, let me just leave my my card just in case. And he's very aggro and a little too slick. But he mm-hmm. leaves. That's really Zizhan Day's wheelhouse. <laughs> yep. Aggro and a little too slick. So then, on another occasion, the agency guy, who was like the home care agency guy, uh, mm-hmm. he's, he shows up for like a spot inspection to make sure that his caregivers are duly giving proper care and it's routine probably stuff routine yeah and so she leaves him to it him and gould and then adam comes in from the yard and he starts getting a little handsy and she says no no we can't let him see your my husband how would that look like two of us both working here that wouldn't be good and then the meeting is over elliot comes back out and says you know he keeps pushing me he keeps probing me to say something bad about you but i would never criticize you katie she says don't worry about it like he's just doing his due diligence he just wants to make sure that i'm taking care of you like it's fine it's routine like don't feel Mm. bad Mm. and that night 
Elliot gives her an envelope with her paycheck. She says thank you. And when she gets home, when she and Adam get home, or on the way to the bank to deposit it, she sees that it's much larger than what it should be, $7,000. And she wants but to go the return money it. just has a picture of Elliot Gould's face on it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, I told that you there'd be, be lies. <laughs> but that would be a lie, so that didn't happen, that as we know. did not happen. No, so she says, I can't cash this. It's way too much. Adam says, well, we have all these mounting bills, and we need to pay them today, so why don't we just cash it, pay the bills, and then you can reimburse him for the difference. And she does that. Oh. Which, yeah. I know, that's bad for taxes, though. <clears throat> Wait, yeah. it was a check? Was it a check it a or check. was it bills? It was, oh, it was, it was a check, yeah. Well, then he could have drawn a picture of his face on it, because <laughs> it would still be binding. <laughs> anyway. You could have doodled on the envelope. And they don't see that Cam Jijande is following them by car, and that happens repeatedly throughout this film. I won't belabor you with each instance, but it's constant, and they never notice. Okay. He's following them. They don't notice. Correct. So she deposits the money. They pay off their bills. The next day she arrives for work. She takes up the breakfast tray. Can't find him. She goes up to the attic where he had been listening to music on his record player the day before. And he is there, slumped over, deceased. No. (laughs) I'm sorry for your loss. He was so I'll give gentle. You, give you a minute to digest. Yeah, so this they're up there. Mo- this movie's giving wonderful... me shades of the intruder, even though it's not the same. Yeah. Somehow. Mm. It's, it's giving me some intruder and it's giving me some parasite, as you said. Yeah. Intruder. There's no Quaid figure. There's no, no. no one doing the major thing. Definitely not. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Please continue. <laughs> so she and Adam find a key to, like, a hope chest, also in the attic. They. Mm. She says, we shouldn't probe. Adam says, I'm just going to take a peek. So they look, and the top of it looks like it's just, like, old memorabilia that, you know, natural items that an old man would have after years of living in the same house, like oh, old sorry. ladders. Sorry. Um, is Ellie Gould's corpse still sitting there? Or yes. is this later? No, this is present time. He's just they there. Find, they find a dead man. Did, did, <laughs> does Katie or Adam call the police? They or? do later. They do later, but first they hang let's open up for a bit. this home. This let's open up this hope chest. <laughs> yeah, there's a fucking cook. Uh, okay, all right. <laughs> I also like that an old man has a hope chest. <laughs> <laughs> what guys? What is a hope chest? What isn't a hope chest? No, it's a hope. It's like a. I don't want to butcher this, Samantha. Well, it's just like that type of. It's like a box that has a curved top, and I think it was oh. named a hope chest because like young girls would put their hopes and dreams in it, like uh, like future wedding props. Oh, that yeah, kind I think of you would keep your jewelry in it, but you would also keep like I don't know pictures of stuff. Sort of like when people had to like dream of a better life, and yeah. they would collect their little treasures in the in a place when it had like a little lock on it, and okay, that kind of thing. And it was for young women somehow. Yes. To like envision their p- perfect life with their husband, yes. where okay. they would have jewels in a house and and children right. and, and 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 romance and stuff. All right, so I kind of thought that's kind of what it was, but I wasn't sure if it, did it have to perform that function to be called a hope chest, or is any chest that looks like that a hope chest? I, I think it is. As a, I'm as calling a, as it a hope a, chest. 
as a relic, as a style, you know? Okay. It, it, they attained a certain style with it. I think it has a lot to do with the size and the fact that it has a lock. Yeah, and the curve And that top. it's ornate, ornate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, clearly Adam knows a lot more about hope chests than me, but I appreciate that because he's so excited. He wants to open one, even though it's not his There's property. And I, the I, dead man who owns it, his corpse is right behind him. And he's, yeah. He's recently like, died. But even better, he's like, look, I found a key. I wonder if it opens this hope chest next to this dead man. <laughs> That's a weird move, bro. That's a weird move. I, yeah, I, I feel he's, like it's Maybe he's just been playing there. a lot I'm of video games. You know, maybe yeah. he's just like, there's a key. What do, where do I, <laughs> you know, yeah. dead body, yeah. key, call the police, go downstairs, look around. Well, Upgrade okay. weapons. So the do I have top... enough room in my cache? Inventory. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> The top looks like just old letters and photos and memorabilia of a long life held at this home. And they see a photo and he's like, who's this? It's a young Gould and a young woman. And she says, I don't know. It seems like it's a woman named Joanna. Uh, must be a lost love. And there's like old love letters. None of that comes to be at all through the rest of the movie. So forget it even happened. Done. Then they realize that the top bit that looks like the full shelf is actually like a false... It's not a false bottom, but it's, uh, like, you can remove the top tray, like a toolbox style. Yeah. And underneath that is just hordes of cash. How big is this hope chest? This is a bigger style, I guess. I think we're Pretty dealing big. with more of a trunk situation. Yeah. I, I would trunk. be so bold as to call it a trunk. A steamer trunk, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> I will. And, now, see, now my mental picture is just yeah. all, it's all askew. Yeah, we've gone from thinking a of something much to smaller. a steamer trunk. <laughs> well, there's cash. Uh, but they leave it aside for now, lock it back up, and they call the police to do, like, the normal things that one would do after finding a dead body. They're questioned by the police, led by Sasha Alexander. That's her real name. I'm just going to call her Sasha. Best known to me as Pacey's sister from Dawson's Creek. Great actress. Fantastic. Lover. <laughs> Lover. Great. And she seems she suspicious was, of them. She's also, I know her from the TV show, Rizzoli and Isle. Did you watch that for real? Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> what the hell? I've never heard of that before. It ran on network television, which is why you didn't ever hear of it or see it. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it, it was a TNT You mean joint. in the last 10 years? Yeah. It ran for a good long time. Yeah, it had a long run. Wasn't it her and Jill Hennessy? No, Angie Harmon. Angie Harmon, right. I knew it was you're a long saying, order person. You're just saying yeah. women actors' <laughs> names who I love. Yeah. I'm in. So she's acting a little bit suspicious of them. Katie mentions that uh, Elliot Gould had mentioned that he wanted to be cremated and have his ashes scattered over the lawn of the home. And she'll like provide any information she needs to. Sasha leaves. And seems like that is wrapping up as it normally would. So very much a, very much a, I'm a detective. I have to come and do this as my job, but everything checks out for now. Yeah. Yeah. Is that even true? Does no, they don't. It just seems to be oldness. So like, has he been having problems? She's like, no, he's 88. And they're like oldness. They wrote it into the little notebook. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Probable cause. Oldness. None of this is dangerous or a lie so far. 
except for maybe the fact when they were like, did you see anything else unusual at the scene when you arrived and discovered the body? They did not say a shiny, shiny key. <laughs> yeah. Or that you could say maybe the false top in that steamer trunk hope chest was a lie. Cause it, it was a lie. But they figured On the other out. hand, it's just like a box of chocolates, you know, when you don't realize there's another layer That's and then the you best. figure it out. Oh, man. That's the best. <laughs> Except in this case, it's money, so it's maybe even better. You could buy maybe. so much chocolate with that money. Although usually when I eat a box of chocolates, there's no corpse in the room. <laughs> you deal with the corpse first. Uh, so, okay, Adam's home alone at the apartment. He gets a call from the job that he's been waiting to hear from. He didn't get the job. Oh, and rats. he's upset. Then he sees Katie's keys because she still has the keys to the house, keys to... Elliot Gould's house, and he sneaks back into the mansion, and he's uh, very meticulously piling up the cash and counting it up by mm. the steamer when he hears glass breaking and he comes downstairs, only to be suddenly beamed from behind by an unclear figure. Like, we don't see who it is either. We just see maybe, like, a golf club. I don't even know what hits him, but he gets beamed from the back of the head, into the back of the head, and he wakes up and calls Katie. I'm going to say it was Zizhan Day. <laughs> well, I yeah. don't know because I can't, couldn't see. I'm going to say it was Elliot Gould. You, oh, Gould faked his death. Yeah. Boom. Oldness. That would be Beans. way too many lies for this movie. Adam. So yeah, that's true. Katie comes over it. and she's mad. She's like, you don't, you shouldn't have been here. Like, we don't have access to this home anymore. We don't have jobs here anymore. Um, you shouldn't have violated my keys in this way. Like, who was it that beamed you? And they figure it must be someone that had heard that he died and was just coming to loot, like, whatever, because they didn't go up and take the cash. So they're like, oh. they, they wouldn't have known about that. They must have just been coming, like, as any other sneaker in or for a dead person might have. And okay. uh, this was the middle of the night when he was there counting the cash meticulously. I think it was evening. Okay. And did, um, and then Adam wakes up from getting beaned. He calls Katie. Katie comes to the house and she's admonishing him. Is he fully clear with her that what he was there to do was steal all the money? Yes. He's like, um, I was midway counting and I was almost done and I was already at 92,000. Okay. Well, at least he's not telling any lies. No, there there are no lies in this film. <laughs> <laughs> they take the money and put it in a safety deposit box at the mm-hmm. bank. That's and, still stealing, but okay. Uh, oh, yeah, they, they steal it because he his rationale is, well, if the cops find it, it's just going to go into some sort of evidence locker. Like, we could really use it. He offered to help you anyway, and you decline. Like, he probably would want this, and that no, it isn't. motivates it's her. A- is that? Let me ask you as a as an attorney. I would that not become part of his estate, and then it would be dealt with in the due course of business. Yes, it would. It, it wouldn't be seized by the police. What the hell is he talking about? <laughs> no, I think it. he's maybe thinking that, uh, like, since the guy has no known heirs, that it might just go to wherever money like that goes to when no one when it's not left to anyone in particular. And it's not a police locker, I can tell you that. It's like, <laughs> yeah, sure. But the point is, they the don't get the money. I think that's, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and his larger point is it wasn't going to go to someone that he would have exactly. kicked out as, you know, a beloved nephew or something. Which is probably true. But they, he also doesn't know that. He hasn't no. seen a will. 
It he, was gone. there a will in the hope chest? <laughs> no, no, but there is a will right. in this film. Um, oh. I haven't gone there no. yet. Oh my god! Okay, so <laughs> does Gijon Day have it? <laughs> no, uh, no, that would have been good. So Katie goes to the agency to try to get on the list for a new position, for a new care position, but she's told that they have to wait for the case to be officially closed because they can't have any you know, suspicion of any bad behavior. Like, how could I appoint you to someone new until we've cleared your previous situation? I'm like, I guess that makes sense, but it doesn't seem to be a crime, so it's just a matter of he died and they're just doing the paperwork of that. So it seems weird they had that policy. And he's like, it could take weeks. Okay. Yeah, I mean... The nature, yeah, it's interesting. On one hand, I could see the value in that kind of a policy, but you need it to get straightened out pretty quick because I would imagine in the in that world of um, care for uh, the elderly that people are going to die on your watch pretty often. Like, yeah, it's it's what's going to happen. Yeah, part of the gig. Yeah, so, huh? I wonder if that is true. Do some follow up research. I will. I know people in the biz. So So then Sasha calls them into the police station. They think maybe it's the money and they're nervous. But no, it's not that. She just wanted to let them know, and this part was insane, that um, you mentioned that he wanted to be cremated. Well, there's no one to organize that, and someone has to pay for it. So what's up? She's like, we'll do it. Because she feels guilt that they've pinched all his money. Uh, Yeah. She should feel guilty. Yeah, she should, but uh, she wouldn't be the person called to do that, nor the one to have to pay for it. No, no, no. But she was there when someone brought it up, and she feels guilty, so that's what's happening now. I can, I can get with that. I, I get her response. I don't get why she was asked to be the one. Oh, she was actually asked. Officer. It wasn't just like right time, right, right place. No. Like, yeah, okay. it doesn't make a lick of sense. That I, I have to assume that the state has a policy for this, that there's... sure. Someone is appointed to carry out various things. Of course there is. And also he had money, so it would just come out of his own accounts. Yes. Unless it would all be like a public defender, in... but not the public defender. It would be like the dead person's equivalent of the public defender. You know? Like a public yeah. public funeral arranger. Funeral director. Yeah. Attaché. So, but they they take the lead on it, and Mm -hmm. so they have them cremated. They have a service. It's just the two of them. So another thing, um, just in case you're wondering, they don't have any friends or family or other people that they communicate with at all in this film. Oh. (laughs) Okay. Like that. Just want to mention that test tube. They're test tube children. Yeah. So it's just the two of them at the service. They make his favorite tea, and they're just about to toast him. They have three servings, one in his, you know, for him, spiritually, and then for one of each of them. Or one for the homie. Yeah. And they're just about to have it and say some words when Jamie Chung shows up. And she says, hey, I'm Elliot Gould's lawyer. Julia. Yeah. And Katie says, oh, he never mentioned you, but why... Should he? It's not your beeswax, Katie. That's Good what point. I was thinking. And Jamie, I'm going to call her Jamie. She says, he called me a few weeks ago to do his will. And he said I could only come over late at night. He was very explicit about that. That's why you've never seen me. 
I'd just is... say, get, I'd be like, get the hell out of my home. You are <laughs> ten. You're a criminal ten different ways, and I don't want <laughs> any part of you. <laughs> what a weird sentence to say to somebody. <laughs> cool. cool, come on in. You're normal. Hey. <laughs> I'm the lawyer of the night. I received a more convincing like email from a Nigerian prince yesterday (laughs) than that than that opener. She's a lawyer slash vampire. All right, I'm, I'm intrigued. Jamie Chung, give it to me. I was convinced. So she says, "Well, good news. Congratulations, Katie. He left everything to you." And they don't question that at all. They're like, really? That's amazing. Can we move right in? She says, yep, you sure can. It's still going to have to go through a probate, but like, in, yeah, like free, it's fine. Like, do you do you. Um, oh, great. Good. You know, the only thing is we have to bring that back to the house. <laughs> she, she does have it. They, she shows her. Um, and she shows her the money? The will. No, no, the will. Oh, the- Okay. Oh, okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. So they move right in and Adam is insistent that they'll never go back to being poor. And so Katie, just to give some flavor to it, I found Katie very likable. She was very sensitive to Elliot Gould. She has a bit of a personality. Her acting was pretty good. Whereas not that his acting was bad, but Adam has no personality. He has no interests or wishes or affection for her or anything. There's nothing to him other than now he relentlessly does not want to be poor. So you preferred him as JJ Shaft. Yes, I did. Hmm. Well, at least he gave you that. Remember (laughs) that corner shooting situation that we had some confusion about? I get confused. And when there's a lot of kill ball gunplay, I try. JJ. I, uh, uh, he has a, I guess the, I'm trying to like the, the early scene where he foiled the gunman. I'm still like wondering why we even saw that. And like, is this supposed to just help set up that this guy has like a bit of darkness to him? Like he's willing to kind of go there a little bit. And, I like, was, I was wondering the same. I'm still wondering the same. Yeah. Can I ask yeah. you, um, I have several background questions that we didn't get to before. He so how long was she working for? Well, how long was Katie working for Elliot Gould? Do you think four months? That's it, oh, and he yeah. left everything to her. Yes. Okay, and um, when when um, when uh, JJ when Adam got the landscaping job, was it a full time job? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> full time like, landscaper. I, I don't eight need, hours a day at one property. It was not. Is it a huge property? It was pretty big, but. It, I mean, I'm no expert. I feel like you probably could have done it full time in a week. All right. It was just like a okay. gig. It wasn't like you're my landscaper now, full on. Like this is my indefinitely. Gardener. No, no, not that. This is my gar- gar- gardener, JJ Chapman. No. <laughs> no. These young people, Chris. These young people. It's the gig economy. Oh, you they know. don't have a work ethic. Yeah. You see, yeah. They don't. In my day, you trimmed all the hedges <laughs> every day. Um, what? When the, and when the um, estate, you get everything, a lawyer Jamie Chung says, uh, is she, does she explicitly say what those assets are or is it just the house and whatever, blah, blah, she blah? She does not. Okay. And She's they don't like, seem to ask. Give her is basically yeah. what she and says. And also, I give was her. thinking, and this is going to come up again shortly, but like, hey, that house is probably worth a lot. Maybe you don't want to move in. Maybe you want to cash it. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
you'd maybe think that um, JJ Adam, the the, the money grubbing boyfriend, would have that in his mind, considering he's up. so focused on money. Does not come up absolutely, and and um, considering that Jijon Day very recently approached exactly. the homeowner with a a very interested buyer. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He, they planted that seed, and that seed did not germinate. No, it did not. So then Adam's by himself at the apartment. So they're, like, in the process of packing up and moving. And she – this doesn't really matter at all, but she's like, we got to pack up our stuff. He's like, why would we take any of this junk? We have, like, uh-huh. a new – because they just take the house, like, as is. They just take over Elliot Gould's life, basically. Yeah. Well, because neither of them have jobs now, so they can just hang around the house and listen to records like him and look at their hope chest. (laughs) And Elliot Gould was such a cipher. We know nothing about his his past, his his life, his career, his family, uh, that it's it's almost easy to take over a man's life when you know so little about it. Yep. All right. This sounds like some. No, I was going to try to call it dangerous or lies, but it's none of those things. It's nothing. It's this movie was a bit of nothing. Okay, I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there. Someone, probably Katie, something's not right with her mental state. Uh, Ellie Gould is a figment of her imagination. It's a sixth sense situation. (laughs) That would have been a movie. Has anyone else interact? Did anyone else interact with Elliot Gould? Did he meet Adam? Yeah, he met Adam, and he met the hair, the agency guy. Damn, the agency guy. Yeah, we heard about that already. That was a good call, though. You're looking for this lit, end of the movie twist. Yeah, it will yeah. not come. All right, but okay. So Adam, gets a phone I don't know call. who to trust. <laughs> me, just me. I don't trust you. <laughs> Adam gets a phone call to come to the police station, ostensibly about the diner incident. But when he gets there, no one knows anything about it. And Sasha happens to be there. And she's like, what are you doing here? And he says, I got a phone. This is the one part I kind of like. They do go through a conversation that you would have. You know, movies sometimes, like, there's a question hanging in the air and they just don't bother addressing it. Mm -hmm. It's almost like it necessity of movies in a way yeah yeah then this they at least do but it still leads to nothing he's like but someone called me why would why like who would call me she says well i just looked there's like no record of any outgoing call to you from the station which i don't think she could probably access because they have cell phones but fine um and also the perpetrator is dead he was like shivved shivved shanked uh, both are acceptable. Yeah, either is appropriate. Okay. He was shivved in jail, and he's dead, so there's definitely no need for you to make any further statements. I don't know why you were called down here. So he leaves confused. That leads okay. to nothing, by the way. But that occurs. That leads to nothing? Nothing. I don't know why that happened. I don't trust you. <laughs> there's no way that all of these things lead to nothing. There's no way. And yet. I don't trust you. And yet. Mm-hmm. So at home, he tells Katie, I've been researching how we can get by with all the cash and have it be undetectable. Like, we can have a bunch of different small value bank accounts that would be, like, low enough where the IRS wouldn't take any notice. Oh, Katie. Oh, Katie. You think you're the first one to think of that? You don't he think thinks the IRS that. Will Adam notice? thinks of oh, that. Sorry, Adam thinks? Yeah. Well, that's even worse because he went to business school. <laughs> So that's Adam. his second mistake. Number Adam. one, he didn't think about selling the house. 
And number two, he thinks he's smarter than, I don't know, the IRS. Yeah. And he's so focused on laundering this 92000 in cash and a bunch of tiny bank accounts when, yeah, he's sitting on a home he could probably sell for $3 million. Yep. Legally, say, like, legally and 90, not have to hide the money. Like 90 grand is not that much money. Like it's a lot of money. I would love to have 90 grand. Don't get me wrong. But it's not like, you know, let's make a bunch of Cayman Island bank <laughs> accounts. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> the, the police, like, the state, like, builds up RICO charges against you. <laughs> Like and then at the end, when when they when they have ninety grand on a table, like, and they try to take photos for the newspaper, and the the chief is like, "I want to talk to you in my office." <laughs> this is the kind of case that makes a career. Yeah. Oh my god. Ninety grand. It ain't that much. No, Adam. bro. Adam, I think he failed business school. <laughs> yeah, maybe he lied to her about business. Like he's like, I don't. It's not really me, but really, he flunked out. <laughs> So Sasha shows up at the apartment. She sees that they're moving. And she says, why didn't you mention that? And Katie says, or why didn't you mention the inheritance? And Katie truthfully says, well, it hadn't happened yet when we spoke to you last. But, uh, like, what a boon. We're really excited about moving there. How generous of Leonard or of Elliot. How, sorry, how did Sasha come to meet katie she shows Came... up at their apartment at still the former apartment that they're I now see. moving out of she sees that they're packing up stuff and she says didn't adam tell you that um he came to the station and it was for nothing and she says no he didn't tell me that's weird why would they call him she says i don't know but like there was no purpose to it so sasha's weirdly planting suspicion toward mm-hmm. adam for katie yep so sasha called adam that was to set up this and yet she's it wasn't. To, she's trying to tear them apart. She's trying to poke cracks, and so she's getting at them. That would be a movie. Where's Gigande in all of this? He, he just Has he been following them the whole time? He's been following them numerous times, yeah, and they don't see ever. Maybe he's mm. spying on them right now. He's always spying on them. So Katie hires Jamie Chung to be her lawyer also because... Jamie, when she gives him the will and stuff, she's like, you know, this is going to be a big life change for you. You might need some support. So she hires her to be their lawyer to do something. I don't know what. Just to be, like, their on-retainer, like, advisory capacity. Like, they don't have a case. It was insane. Um, And Adam gets jealous. Well, when you inherit $92,000, you definitely (laughs) have to have lawyers on retainer. (laughs) And the retainer fee? (laughs) $92,000. But Adam is jealous. He sees them hanging out and, like, getting out of the car together. And he's Ugh. weirdly mad about that. Betrayal. And, yeah, Jamie reminds Katie that things are only in her name. And Katie's uh. like, no, we'll be fine. We make decisions together. We always have. Oh, and someone, either Jamie or Sasha, I forget, like, plants it in Katie's head that things only got weird and deadly for Elliot Gould when Adam came onto the scene as the landscaper. But, but nothing weird or deadly happened. He just died. I know. And she also makes some... This is Sasha. I remember now. It was when Sasha was visiting. Yeah. She says yeah. something also like, you're really lucky. You were also at the diner during that like incident as if that was good fortune. Like, you're always in the right place at the right time. But that wasn't the right place and no good came of that. So it made no sense. And doesn't make sense. Don't read into it. <laughs> I'm reading it. <laughs> 
you know that we're reading so much. I know. Jeremy, but... did you know Jeremy and I have a side chat during each one of these podcasts where we just type theories back and forth Is to each other true? furiously the entire time? No, the it's not true. I made it up. I'd be the so whole jealous. Time. So Katie's throwing out Elliot's old pills, and she notices that one bottle isn't as full as it should be. She, like, looks at her logbook, compares, <laughs> and I guess she's suspecting Adam of something. I, I, I don't know. And right now, at this point, Kim Jijan Day shows up yeah. again about yeah, buying the house. And she doesn't even entertain it at all. She's like, I'm the owner now and get the hell off my property. And like, yeah, he's like a little bit slick, but might you not even be interested in the offer? Like what the value of the offer is? It seems like she's offended just at the thought of it. Yeah, which is insane. Is considering everything else that's going on right now, like, yeah, you'd think you'd just sell the thing. Or just, like, why do you have to be so rude? Just, okay, um, by all means, put in an offer. I'm not sure I'm prepared to sell. She's got a lot of sentimentality or something for someone who worked at a job for th- four months counting yeah. pills. It was mental. So then the this part this part gets Never a little mind, I take it all back. This part gets a little wacky. So she finds a hidden area above the garage and False it's top. all uh like dusty and there's like trash everywhere and she pulls over a chair and peeks up into this like hidden shelving area and finds a rotting dead body as well as a bunch of uncashed checks. <laughs> Cor- corpses with other things. Yeah. That's the theme in this movie. Yeah. Corpse with things. So Corpses she things. working she... title. Uh how how rotten is the body? Or is I... it a skeleton? Or no, not a skeleton. I, I would I would put it if I was the medical examiner, I would put it at like nine months. Okay. Alright, so it's been sitting around for a while. Good but no one caught a whiff before. No, apparently not. And to whom are the checks made out? Uh, some a person's name. I think it was Ethan. So she brings Adam over, and they conclude that it must have been the old landscaper that Elliot had referenced that had just stopped coming. <laughs> By stopped coming, I mean he crawled up into the rafters <laughs> of the garage and perished. Oh, Adam pokes and around took all his further. Checks with him. Yeah, and sees that uh, he was shot, shot and stuffed into this crevasse. Okay, so sorry. So Katie was looking around the garage because she owns this home now and was getting familiar with the garage, which she hadn't had a chance to do yet. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she <laughs> took a look and she was like, oh, there's some storage up there. And she took a look up top and she discovers this body in the checks, which she then immediately goes and gets JJ, Adam. Yeah. Because she's panicked about the body. And then he examines the body and the checks, or they both examine the checks, discovers the body has been shot, and then they call the police? They do not call the police. They do not call the police. (laughs) I see. This has become tradition. If we come across a corpse on this property, do not call the police. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, the agency guy learns from Sasha, who's on their trail for some reason. So they keep the body? No, I'll come back to that. Weekend at Bernie's. (laughs) I'll come back to that. Uh, All right, I'd like to cash these checks. <laughs> yeah. She. <laughs> My name's Ethan. <laughs> I'm Ethan. I'm the landscaper. Well, why am I wearing sunglasses inside? And why is my mouth not matching my voice? None of your business. 
Sasha rats on them to the agency guy that Adam was her husband and that he was working as a landscaper, which is in violation of the agency rules. And also, did you know that uh, it seems like Katie got a raise recently? Because I just found records of her $7,000 cash check. Isn't that suspicious? And as that's happening, back to the body. Sorry, house, just, to, just to confirm that, was Sasha relaying that information to the yes. agency? Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so as that's happening, they're still with the body. Adam, so the agency guy comes over to yell at Katie just as Adam finds a baggie of large diamonds where the body, <laughs> where the dead body had been. In the garage nook. Yeah. The death, the death nook. Yeah. Death, the death pocket. Um, yeah. So Katie won't let the agency guy in. Diamonds are falling all over the floor. That comes to nothing. I don't know why they just spill it all. <laughs> they don't, it's not like, oh, look, there's a dot. Like that doesn't, it's not found on the floor at a later time. But she won't let the agency guy in. He's screaming, I'll be back with the police. I know what you did. Somehow. Something. But again, like, there's been no evidence of a crime of Elliot Gould's death. Then yeah. again, she worked there for four months, and then, like, two, in the span of two weeks, he dies and she's living in the home. Yeah, there's a, a lot there to be confused about. The rays. Yeah. On one hand. It's, it's not looking good. But also, it'd be like, why would she murder a guy who gave her a big raise? But it's, it is inconsistent. She wanted more. She wanted $92,000, not a penny less. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe a house, but who cares about the house? Um, <laughs> or his other assets or anything else that they don't ask about or mention or clarify at all. Yeah. Do you have a steamer trunk? <laughs> yes. Is, is there 92000 in it? Yes. Um, okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. So do you think anyone's ever found a sack of diamonds before? Just found it? No. I don't think so either. No. Right, moving on. So now things really, really, I guess, fall apart, but also become clarified. The movie goes Ooh. off the rails, but there's information sort of. So she, Katie and Adam researched the landscaper whose identity they figured out from the check on the name, the name on the checks. Ethan. And Ethan. Ethan and the realtor, Cam Jijan Day, and they realize that he is not a realtor, but he is a felon recently released from jail. <sighs> and the reason why he went to jail was because he did a diamond heist and his accomplice was never found and is in the weeds. So they conclude that that accomplice must have been Ethan, the landscaper, mm-hmm. and that he was hiding in the house for some reason and he didn't want to create a paper trail of his connection to Gould and that's why he didn't cash the checks. I'm like, fine, I get why he didn't cash the checks. I don't get why he needed to be there at all. Yeah, he has a big sack of diamonds. Flip a couple of those babies and head on down to I mean, I can Tahiti. understand not, not wanting to, you know, put the diamonds out into the world because maybe, you know, diamond dealers and not a lot of people, it's just like small circles and you don't want to lay low or whatever, but you could just, you know, do whatever. Like, yeah. I don't but understand why you... any of this happens, and it does not become more clear. Yeah, but was he living in the, in the garage? I guess he was. And so what they put together, hmm. and it is not contravened. Like, they start piecing stuff together. Cam Jijan Day must have come looking for the diamonds after he got out of jail, shot uh-huh. Ethan, but didn't find them. And so he was still skulking around. That's why he was posing as the realtor, because he wanted access to the house. And those are the noises Elliot Gould heard periodically 
was him like like walking around the porch outside or something. Yeah, something. Now you say Katie and Adam are putting all this together, but it's got to really be Katie, right? Because Adam's an idiot. <laughs> yeah, mostly. What a simp. Yeah. Adam thinks ninety-two thousand dollars <laughs> is a billion dollars. <laughs> Adam also throws out Ethan's body in a dumpster. Mm, okay. Yeah. And again, along... Adam. Not again. <laughs> they didn't teach you that in business school, boyo. <laughs> they don't teach that in body disposal school either. It's just no. Not, they sure don't. Not, they don't teach good. it in any school. No. So he throws out the body, and then other police are there that have found this rotting body in a dumpster, and they call in Sasha, and she comes. She says, "Why do you? Why did you bring me into this new case?" And they say, "Because it has a connection to your case. We found a backpack, and there's a laundry." receipt in it with Elliot Gould's name on it. Jesus Christ. The, the backpack? <laughs> the it looks like the backpack, backpack on the corpse? Yeah, or like next to the corpse. Adam, you you would fail every type of school. <laughs> well, I understand the danger part now, because it's dangerous to be this stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I feel hey, what's for, in that backpack, for his safety. don't worry about it. <laughs> Should we take off the backpack? Don't worry about it. Yeah. So now Sasha's more circling them with all this information. Meanwhile, it's the dead of night. Agency guy comes back in the dead of night. He breaks in. He's walking up the stairs up to the second floor of the house. Adam comes out onto the landing with a gun that I don't know how he has. And we never know why he has it. Maybe. Yeah, maybe it was found from the crime scene. Unclear. And the agency guy is spooked because there's a gun pointed at him, and he falls down the stairs to his death, smashing his head on the on the ground and just bleeding out to death instantly. Let me guess. Dumpster. No, this time they do call the police. <laughs> They're, like, dumpster. very wishy-washy with their moves. Okay, they call the police, and they say there was an intruder, and he, I, Adam spooked him, and he fell down the stairs, and he died. Yeah, so she's like, okay, there's no crime here, but sorry, it's suspicious. When, um, sorry, when the agency guy came to the house, did you think he was, was it as if he was still on agency business, or is this clear now, like, oh, no, this guy's got nefarious intentions? Nope, it seemed like agency business. Okay, okay. <laughs> there's, there's no flavor to any of this but he clearly didn't have a warrant no, no. he just wanted to pry to but like because he was mad at what she did to his agency like for the reputation of it i guess he can't have a warrant he's not a police officer yeah. but but it, uh, it didn't, didn't feel like oh he knows about the diamonds and he is like beyond the agency like he's involved in this there's nothing How mad could you about be? it he was really mad he like, loves what he does and cares about his business's yeah. reputation to a I mean, there's some danger involved on his end as well. You know, <laughs> like he's taken this to dangerous levels, you might say. He, I still, I'm missing the lies, yes. I have to admit. <laughs> yeah, there are none. So then. So oh, they the, call the police. I'm sorry. So they, because this body died right in front of them, maybe, maybe that's their rule. They, they actually call the police on this corpse. Yeah. And they're cleared of any crime because they're like, well, it was an accident. Or stand and also your ground. This man, yeah. Self self defense. Yeah. Whatever. But Sasha keeps yeah. making Katie more suspicious of Adam. Katie goes later when the next day to the bank and the safety deposit is empty. What? So she now is thinking that Adam has run off with the money because he has no claim on the house or the estate. 
Let him have it. It's $92,000. <laughs> you own a multi-million dollar home and a bag of diamonds. Let him have it. Yeah. But... Where are the diamonds? I don't know. He might have those too, Jeremy. Oh, yeah, sorry. He might have those too. Every time she turns around, he sticks something in his in his ass or whatever. So. Yeah, he's a thief, man. He just <laughs> gotta yeah. steal everything. Oh, I hate those guys. So, but immediately after she has suspicions about Adam, she comes home and he hasn't left. And she's like, you were never going to leave me. And he's like, what? No, I, why would I leave you? And she realizes that Adam was never scheming against her. This like all <laughs> happens like very matter of factly. There's no tension of any of it. And all of a sudden, Cam Jijan Day shows up and grabs her in a hostage position. Yep. In their home? In the home. At Elliot yeah. Gould's home. And Katie uh-huh. says, I know what you've done. You also killed Elliot Gould. You over-medicated him with his pills to hasten his death. And that is Whoa. true. But I don't understand any of why the house or Elliot Gould has anything to do with it. I'm like, I'm not coming to a crescendo. There is no connection. I don't know why any of this happens with regards to the house or Elliot Gould. What, but when you say this is true, you mean the, the movie treats it as if it's truth and he, therefore, you know, it's true. Cam did kill Elliot Gould. I just don't know why. How does that help him? He's by killing Elliot Gould. The house may become empty and maybe it would be easier for him to get in there and do his diamond yeah. hunting. Unfettered access. Maybe. But then this, the, the, the guys under which his his partner, his ex partner was hiding, would no longer be available to him, and then he might flee. Right. But he knows like the, the partner's dead. He's already killed him long ago. He killed the partner. Oh, he yeah. killed the partner. Right. So then he's looking for the diamonds. Yeah, it's 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 diamond-related. I just don't know how Elliot Gould fits in. So Adam has his gun. So it's gun on gun. Cam on Adam. And Adam says, I hid the diamonds. That's why I said I didn't know where they were, because I really didn't. I hid the diamonds so well, you'll never find them. I don't. uh, Adam, buddy, (laughs) your your stats right now, you're over, like, 25. So for you to be making that claim... When you tried to hide a body, uh, it didn't go great. I mean, maybe he really <laughs> did put them in his butt, though. I was just joking, but... Yeah. You'll never it seems find like something them. he would do. You'll never find them. No one would ever think of this. It, it could be, but there <laughs> is a shootout. And then they're in your butt. <laughs> there are they in your butt, and he's like, damn. You're good. You're too good. <laughs> okay, shootout occurs. I'm sorry. Shootout occurs. Adam is wounded. Cam was wounded. I think Katie pushes him off the balcony of the landing, I believe is what happened. But in any case, no, Cam. Uh Oh. Cam's dead. Adam's dead. Oh. Okay. Yeah, there's there's no tension or uh, wonderment. It all just happens very matter of fact. Like, he's instantly dead. I would expect Cam, did did they establish that that Adam knows how to use a gun properly? Okay. I would expect Cam to know, but not necessarily Adam. Yep. So then, as this is all unfolding, Jamie Chung shows up right in the middle of it. At first, Katie is relieved because there's some on her side. But she instantly lets on everything. She was in cahoots with Cam, as you rightly suspected. I didn't. I was so lost at this movie that I couldn't even suspect anything. It's because you didn't care enough. 
I was into it in the beginning because it was like kind of good. It looked good. It was really well shot. There was some like nice lighting. Cinematography was really good, and the acting was pretty decent throughout. But then it just like nothing happened, and it was so slow. So she's in cahoots with Gigande. She was in cahoots with Gigande. What you had a a little bit wrong was she is a lawyer. She was his public defender. That's how they knew each other. And And he seduced her. Seduced her and filled her under the diamonds. And so they were meant to collect the diamonds together. But he he screwed up even that. And then she wrote a fake will. So that is the lie, I guess, of the whole movie. So the will is just from her making it. And so Katie says, so he didn't really give me, he didn't really make me the heir. This isn't real. And Jamie says, well, it's real enough. And they start struggling over, uh, I don't even know what. They start fighting with each other because Jamie has become unhinged. Because she's so <laughs> mad that Jeanne like, screwed this all up. I don't understand why they had to eliminate trying? Elliot Gould and then give the house to Katie. Like, why was that a helpful to throw off the scent of themselves? But no one would have known about the diamonds to begin with, so there was no scent. And if they, mm-hmm. if the will was fake, then there's a real will or a. Or no will. Or no will, in which case there's a. How did Jamie Chung from the public defender's office arrange for. How was she able to halt whatever the true legal proceeding would have been? If she just planted a will somewhere and then they found it, that would be enough, wouldn't it? Well, if in, if it were real and no. it was the most to date no. one, it would supersede the rest. But yeah, no, and because there was no competitor heir, no one was like, I contest this. Why did she have to have Katie as the owner of this house? It would have been easier if they had no heir or were in search of the heir, because then the house would have been empty. It, the only thing I can it's think true. of is that that is that they is that they thought that they would be able to use her as cover and to manipulate her. But cover of what? There was no investigation for the diamonds. It wasn't like she was in, like, blocking that. To give them more buffer time to get access to the house before it goes into probate or something? I guess. That's the only explanation. (laughs) Nice question out there. It's certainly not clear (laughs) enough for it to be unexplained. The unexplained major central pivotal plot point of a movie yeah i was willing to we were concerned about probate (laughs) (laughs) you know how it can be it can be very quick sometimes it's slow (laughs) but we needed you because you are more predictable than probate and your boyfriend is dumb (laughs) but he can use a gun and he likes ninety two thousand dollars because ultimately all they wanted was the time and the access to physically find a bag of diamonds hidden in that house. Yes. That really is all it is? Yes. Okay, wait, sorry. Is there more story to tell now? Slightly. <sighs> so uh, Jamie and Katie are struggling, and just right. in the nick of time, Sasha shows up. I believe she shoots da- Jamie, so blah, she's blah. dead. And she embraces Katie as if... Now that she's seen that scuffle and sees Cam and Adam's dead body, like, all is understood somehow. Uh. And, yeah, she comforts her. Cut to four months later. She comes by to visit Katie. Sasha comes by to visit Katie, who is still living at the house. She has maintained the realness of the will. Yes. 
kept everything. She's extremely pregnant. Like, at uh-huh. least six months. So she would That's have been... a super dumb baby. ...pregnant during and long before any of the Elliot Gould stuff. But she was drinking many beers. Mm. Mm-hmm. And she's planting mm-hmm. a tree outside, which was something that Elliot Gould had really loved. And Sasha says, how are you holding up? And you're still doing okay? She says, yeah, we're doing fine. You know, we never fail on the diamond, so I don't know what to tell you. As if that isn't an active crime. Like, that's the only active crime in this whole thing. Uh, But that's wiped aside. Sasha leaves. And uh, Katie turns on the sprinklers. And we can see as water sprinkles over like the new topsoil of this tree that she's just planted that they are there they get wet and like become more illuminated so she's just thrown them loose into topsoil the diamonds the diamonds who threw them loose into topsoil katie Katie? so katie had found the diamonds yes or always knew where they were yes and this is the way she's honoring Elliot is by planting a tree and throwing diamonds on the ground. Or that's her hiding spot? I was very confused. And that, wait, that's the end of the movie? Yes. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I liked Uh. it. I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. Cause I've been blasting and laughing so long that even my mama thinks that my mind is gone. But I ain't never crossed a man that didn't deserve it. Me be treated like a punk, you know that's unheard of. You better watch how you're talking and where you're walking. Or you and your homies might be lying in shock. I really hate the trip, but I kinda know. As they croak, I see myself in the pistol smoke. Fool, I'm the kind of cheater, little homies wanna be like on my knees in the night, saying prayers in the street line. Look at the situation they got me facing. I can't live a normal life. I was raised by the state, so I gotta be there with the hood team. Too much television watching got me chasing dreams. I'm an educated fool with money on my mind. Like a living in my head and a gleam in my eye. I'm a low-down gangster, tripping banger. And my homies is there, so don't arouse my anger. Ooh, death ain't nothing but a heartbeat away. I'm living like do a day. What can I say? I'm 23 now, will I live to see 24 away? Thanks to someone I don't know. Tell me why are we so blind to see say what? that the ones we hurt are you and me? That's right. We've been spending most our lives living in a gangster's paradise. I don't think they hurt. We've been spending most our lives living in Money. 
money and the power, minute after minute, hour after hour, everybody's running, but half of them ain't looking as going on in the kitchen, but I don't know what's tripping, they say I got the nerve, but nobody's here to teach me, if they can't understand, how can they reach me, I guess they can't, I guess they won't, I guess they front, that's why I know my life is out of luck, for been spending most our lives, giving it no gangsters' time. 